Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Imani Talks Astrology. I'm not gonna have too long of an intro because this episode is long as fuck. Because I was not ranting, but I had lots of different things to talk about. Lots of really good information. If there's an episode to take notes on, I definitely would say this is it. Um, Because there's just so much... astrological understanding in terms of like what's been happening like the last I don't know 20 something 30 over 30 well over 30 maybe even almost 40 years um in terms of astrology um astrological transits and how that's been affecting us um so definitely check right notes so get like a notebook and it's like almost Virgo season so you should probably have like a thousand notebooks anyway so that you can be prepared um but that's another episode right um but again thank you so much for listening and thank you for the support I hope this was a is an episode that you know is as informative to you as it is to me um I say this because lots of time these are things that I know but being able to you know when you talk to someone about something it's like oh it's like you're learning it all over again um which is really fun and exciting in terms of like developing an understanding of something and how it kind of exists and manifests anyway um thank you for listening make sure you share with your friends share with your boss if that's what your boss like i'm joking do not share this with your boss unless you like work at like one of those really cool like millennial startups um where everyone like cusses at work and like wears toms and like cuffed jeans with like holes on the knees and like your boss is like hey do you want sweet green for lunch today and you guys are like totes and like you know then he like brings you like mayo ale with like you know this is so weird anyway i'm done (laughs) i hope you enjoy this episode yeah thanks for listening hey guys back at it again earlier than usual. i know someone is happy at least i'm happy um because i know i've been kind of been like at a a two weeks in between each episode i think maybe possibly yeah so yeah i just i knew what i wanted to talk about sometimes i don't know what i want to talk about or sometimes i change what i want to talk about a couple of different times and so that's why um it varies when i release an episode but welcome back um you probably saw the title what is it? Collectively stuck on Capricorn. I know all the Capricorns are probably hype as fuck. You should be. I love y'all. You're lucky. Like if you have a, a sun sign or like a placement that like I love, I will definitely probably gloat and like talk about you forever. Um, so that goes to all my cardinal signs because I love cardinal signs. All of my closest friends are cardinal signs. I love Pisces. I love Taurus moons. I love Tauruses. Oh my god. I love a Leo. Anything. Moon, sun, rising, perfection in every type of way. Um, yeah, so like 
the last couple of days have been just fucking hilarious to me um and why this whole um space force thing has really just tickled me like it literally was the funniest shit ever in case you don't know what i'm talking about um our vice president um mike pence uh announced, i forgot he was our vice president i forgot he existed for a while because he's been very quiet lately um he <laughs> announced that we will have a sixth um branch of the military called the space force um which is equally hilarious and also equally cool as fuck because like i would totally join um low-key they should hire astrologers you know so you know this may be like a a lucrative career for all my star lovers out there um but it's just funny as fuck to me because one of the things that you guys have to remember about gemini's mind you we have both a president and vice president who are gemini's is that they are the biggest fucking trolls ever I do not think this Space Force shit is going to happen. The icing on the... Or if it does, it will ultimately just be one big fat joke. Um, at least to me it will be. Unfortunately, I laugh at the expense of everyone. Um, you even get to vote on the logo. Like, go on... Like, please, like... <laughs> if you can, <laughs> stop right now and Google... Space Force logo voting. They're actually kind of cute. I'm serious. But yeah, anyway, that was just really funny to me. Um, And so one thing that I kind of thought about um, is, you know, being that we have two Gemini sons basically running our fucking country. um, Think about where our country is a cancer, right? July 4th. Um, and where does Gemini lie in a chart in proximity to that? It lies in the 12th house. And so the 12th house is what? The 12th house is the unconscious mind. So kind of the, the motivating factor behind the way that a person acts. So lots of times that's the part Um, or the thing that is so clear and so evident to everyone else that everyone can really see about you, the 12th house, that you can't necessarily see about yourself, right? It's kind of like a shadow. It's kind of behind, again, the 12th house is behind the first house. So it's kind of a, uh, the peripheral view. So what do we have? We have a ginormously racist ass fucking president, um, who does terrible things, um, to people who are not basically white men um who are protestant or even to a certain extent i would even say that um uh even you know atheists and agnostics are kind of safe under that i I think we kind of see kind of the deviation away from there being kind of like a protective circle around people who are christian and it more necessarily being around people who do every who are you know basically anyone who worships or you know uh looks to anyone who is not uh something considered okay um in proximity to or uh, or kind of like religiously associated with whiteness is kind of just looked at as like a fucking weirdo and an outcast right um and so (laughs) basically you know that's what the shadow of our country is right and so it's very funny that um I think for a very long time, uh, 
we've been able to kind of live in like a shadow um not a shadow or even like a shamble or a, uh or a sham not a shamble shambles too um but kind of a sham of like this patriotism and like undying devotion that we have for our country without recognizing and seeing that our shit stinks right and it's something that people all throughout the world can see perfectly cancer is the sign that rules patriotism um because it is most closely associated with that kind of pride um and um and security and value that one finds in one's home right in the place in their ancestry in their origin right um but the dark side to that is the ways that in the shadow and the unconscious is the duplicitous and sinister and even kind of trickster um and like harmful nature um of our country and how that exists right so it's very interesting that even you know through an astrological lens we can even see the the missteps um of of our country and so this this episode will really be centered around us in the united states um as i had kind of mentioned i think maybe in the cancer video uh not video this is definitely audio in the cancer episode which is my first episode we're on episode five um we're coming up our country is coming up on its pluto return our country is old enough (laughs) let's see I want to get the accurate number. Pluto orbit period. 248 years. It takes Pluto 248 years to get through every sign in the zodiac. States. Age. The age of our country is 241 years old. So we are coming up on our first Pluto return as a country. People do not. Oh wow, this squirrel. Whoa. I'm so sorry. This like squirrel is like staring at me and it like jumped at my window. Oh my gosh, calm down. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we're coming up on our Pluto return as a country. So what does that mean? Um, so basically, Pluto is the lesson, right? Pluto is the ultimate reason. Uh, and the ultimate point that we're supposed to progress and develop towards solving, right? So the test to that um, for our country is going to come up relatively soon. I think it's in 2019, if not by the end of this year. I say that because I think Pluto is retrograde right now, so it's kind of went back. It's going to go back over that point. And so this will be a very, very, very um, kind of, I don't want to say clarifying, but like, a very, you know, the the hurts of our country, I think have been extremely evident, but they will continue to be very evident. Um, the things that we need to solve, the things that we have not worked through um, collectively are going to really be pushed to the forefront and it's going to be insane. Um, and so I'm going to take a quick break because I need to moisturize my face because it feels so dry. And then I'm going to come back, hopefully within the next hour, maybe in a couple of days. You guys won't know. (laughs) And I will finish recording and we will get more in depth about this and talk about how we are collectively stuck at Capricorn.
May I just say that my timing is impeccable. And maybe it's not even my timing. Maybe it's divine timing, right? So I'm recording right now while the moon is transiting Capricorn. You've obviously read the title of the <laughs> this episode. So you know that like the the tone is kind of set. Um, and again, on a very kind of a much smaller scale than before, this is one of those times where I need to feel the feeling that I'm trying to talk to you guys about, right? So we're talking about being collectively stuck at Capricorn. So what the hell does that mean? Or what am I trying to kind of get at, I guess? Um, and so in order to build the foundation to kind of get to that conversation, there's a couple of things that we have to talk about, right? So we have to talk about what Capricorn is, right? Um, what the sign is. So now all the Capricorns are probably really happy because they're like, hey, she's talking about our sign, information. Woo, fun. This is information that anybody can take, right? Because we all have Capricorn in our chart, right? Or on a personal planet. Sun, moon, Mercury, rising, whatever. Um, we need to talk about Saturn um, because that's the the guiding force that makes... Capricorn, Capricorn. And more importantly, that is more of the guiding force that kind of is going to lead this conversation and this discussion about how this kind of how we are stuck in this area, right? In this area of life. And it's kind of shown in a variety of different ways that I'll kind of talk about in terms of transits that we've experienced and just things that I've kind of noticed happening for us now. Right, And it may be a generational thing, too, because I am part of the generation that has the or the group of people that has the Uranus um, Neptune conjunction in Capricorn. So a lot of what we're I'll be talking about has to do with that um, and kind of understanding and knowing that. And this will kind of in a way I feel like it will probably serve as a good I'll say foundation. Um, in understanding the way that we can appreciate and kind of internalize the lessons of generational planets, generational planets being the ones beyond Saturn, right? So let's talk about Capricorn. So Capricorn represented by the sea goat, right? Or just a mountain goat depending on who you ask. The symbol itself, like the N with the little like swirl at the end is definitely the sea goat, okay? Um, and the part that um, of the sky that, um, that uh, Capricorn occupies, um, the constellation, of course, is known as the ocean, which, or the sea, my bad. Um, and you can find Pisces there, you can find Aquarius there. Um, Cephas, I think that's what it's called, the whale. That also just might be like Offset's last name. It definitely is Offset's last name. <laughs> so, <laughs> ooh, thunder. Um, and so um, it's called the sea. It, it, I wrote a really kind of cool... Um, here I go with these tangents. A really cool newsletter about Aquarius, like a letter to Aquarius. And I feel like I might bring back the letter series on this show 
And it may just be like an episode that becomes an appreciation. But in a way, this is kind of a cancer appreciation too because we're kind of talking about cancer in its kind of complete form, right? And so one really interesting thing that I kind of looked up a while ago, let me see if I can kind of jog my memory to remember it. Um, It's really interesting to study the animal, if it is an animal, of course, that's associated with a particular sign, right? So a goat, a mountain goat. Um, climbing a, a fucking mountain, if anyone has ever hiked before or mountain climbs or rock climbs in any way, knows that it is really not only a test of physical strength, but also physical endurance as well in terms of you getting to the top of that mountain, in terms of you overcoming all of the obstacles that might be there. Like you can look and talk about like how people like climb fucking Mount Everest right and how some people will die um trying to climb you know some of the top of some of the most amazing mountains in this world how people will die you know falling off the side of a fucking cliff you know what I mean while they're like climbing you know and the thing about mountain goats um that I learned is that the mortality rate of goats is incredibly low Um, And why is that? Well, as I just kind of in a way described, a mountain is not an easy thing to conquer, right? Mountains have, you know, the elevation is a lot higher, so you breathe different. Um, The weather is crazy, so you just have to adapt differently. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be snowing at the top of the mountain. It might be fine at the bottom of the mountain, right? So really having to adapt to all of these different um kind of things implemented by this amazing force that we call mother nature right and the goat being one of the very few animals even within the the population of goats itself that is able to survive that and so when we think about Capricorn and all that it represents of course they have the stereotypes of like the workaholic the career man or woman or the you know the person that's constantly chasing and constantly grinding and hustling and like literally you know eyes on the prize like I have to get this I have to do this this is what I need to do right that hard work I think is something that we can all really appreciate Capricorns for um and the again endurance that they have to complete something and do something and do it well right is what makes it different from all of the other earth signs right it has been able to master the thinking um and processing and um materialization abilities of a Taurus, but also has the analytical skills and the speed and the precision of a Virgo combined into one, right? It is cardinal earth. It is the final of the earth signs, right? So really this mastery of all things physical, right? Of all things earth, (laughs) is what Capricorn is, which ultimately makes it such an amazing sign, right? So we're going to talk about how amazing it is, but we're also going to talk about how um, limiting it can be as well. And so just to kind of take this into another example that will kind of help you understand what a Capricorn 
is or like a very good example of something or someone that embodies Capricorn energy I'm gonna have to like nerd out and take you down a like an anime example because this is like the perfect example of this so anyone who's ever watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood not the other one because we don't fuck with her we don't know her um there is a character um named General Armstrong and you're probably thinking I'm talking about the guy I am not I'm talking about the woman General Armstrong and so it's this woman long beautiful blonde hair like bad bitch like who is clearly the the general of like the northern army of like this imaginary country that exists within um in the show right and so you know she is the person in charge of the north and she is someone who's very senior in the military and what you one of like her phrases or things that she says you know the the northern base is referred to as briggs it's this little this fucking fortress in like the middle of the fucking mountains where it's like fucking snowing like it's freaking I don't know like (laughs) Greenland or the freaking North Pole right so like this really tough and hardy environment that it is very difficult for humans to survive in and she isn't in charge of all of that shit right and she has an um an army of men um and other personnel that literally have this undying loyalty to her um her ability um and her leadership and her authority right um and the phrase that she uses often is like briggs is briggs is what it's it's called again um is briggs is where like the strong survive right and so like you can't be bitch made and be stationed at this base right like you have to really be about your shit to get this shit done you know what I mean going back to that example of the, the you know the mountain goat and the mortality rates like you have to be able to survive not only survive but thrive in this fucking environment because it's hard out here right and so she is literally one of the characters she again she's one of my favorite characters she also happens to be a woman and all of these men call her sir (laughs) and I (laughs) and I think that again goes back to the idea of understanding um authority right but I also think in a way it kind of pays homage to what like Capricorn actually is because Capricorn is a feminine sign granted femininity does not exclusively mean woman but in the way that most of us are able to understand and internalize the idea of femininity it is through women if we're just being honest with ourselves, right? Um, And so seeing that there, um, and again, there being this kind of, everyone kind of looking to her and as an authority and a leader and someone who is going to guide them through the way to get shit done the way that it needs to get done. Um, And more importantly, her undying loyalty to the structure and the way that things exist and in maintaining that, right? So if you know anything about the the kind of plot of the show, I'm sorry if I'm kind of ruining for people, but you know, the ruling, the ruler or fewer of the country is basically like creating a plot to like literally like kill everyone in the fucking country so that like this like weird being can like conquer God. Like it that sounds so weird, but you should definitely watch it because it's like really good. Um and it's really good in teaching you about some of the rules in terms of spirituality and witchcraft and different things like that and alchemy ultimately, you know, 
alchemy or you know is a real thing not only in terms of like materials or like you know we're turning freaking what is it what do people turn into gold whatever material that is like people can turn into gold right like it's illegal to do that right but like you know being you know alchemy is also internal as well and this is kind of in a a Scorpio kind of thing right um alchemy is the ability to transform um to take existing elements or parts of something and to transform it into something else. A really great example of um, alchemy within your birth chart, or I'd say, this is just my personal opinion, and this is just kind of coming off the top of my head, of of a way to alchemize, per se, um, in, in their birth chart is Chiron, right? Chiron is the wounded healer. It's a place where you're wounded. It is a place of victimhood, but it's also a place where you can transcend your victimhood where you can heal yourself in order to use that experience um and that pain in order to kind of unlock some form of spiritual growth or some type of spiritual superpower that you have within yourself but a part of that is being able to transcend that pain that that thing caused you right and that's also a very pluto um again a very pluto scorpio thing right where you're able to you know the archetype that exists within um Scorpio like the the highest level of you know that a a Scorpio can evolve into is that of the phoenix right where you're able to you know die right and from the ashes be reborn into something greater and more amazing and more powerful right and so that's the kind of same idea of like alchemy right from ashes to to an actual being um to coming back to life the idea of rebirth right um really dope shit we definitely should do an entire episode just about that um but uh again um going back to the (laughs) original point if I can remember it so you know there's this plot to like you know basically kill everyone in the fucking country and so being that she's a part of the military being a part that she understands like what her role is and her role being about defending her nation and its people um she understands that the role that she must take is one that continues to this is the the oath that she signed to right i have pledged myself to do abide by what the structure has told me to do this institution is meant to protect the country if that means that i have to basically work against the ruling party of the fucking country in order to do that that is something that i must do in order to maintain the integrity another word that you should put in your mind if what you should do when like i like have my little voice inflection on words if i'm talking about a specific sign or planet write down the name of the planet write down the name of the sign write down the um the keyword integrity is a very big word when it comes to capricorns and also when it comes to saturn as well so i must maintain the integrity of this institution of this structure so i must do this thing right and again her men being able to respect again her authority and her place as a figure of 
uh, a figure and a symbol of of power and a an agent of the kind of existing structure and system, they're going to follow and abide by that. Right? There you go. That is the perfect example. And you should just watch it because she literally just is so fucking great. Like she, just amazing. Um, and so that's kind of a couple of different ways to explain what Capricorn is without literally sitting here talking to you about what Capricorn is explicitly at least I hope you guys took um took the gems away (laughs) um but Saturn um is the ruling planet of Capricorn and I feel like when you you know Saturn isn't a fun planet and I particularly call Saturn a fucking party pooper I have Saturn in my fifth house Saturn in your fifth house is not a fun place to have Saturn Saturn isn't really a fun place thing to have anywhere to be quite honest, I know that probably offended some Saturn-ruled people somewhere, but I I apologize. It's okay. Um, Saturn is not a fun planet, um, and lots of the things that come with it. And you know, this I think this also kind of goes to why there's like the stereotype of like Capricorns being boring. Let me just say, like, that's not true at all. Most of the people that even about Earth signs, period, like earth signs are not boring you know what i mean like they just make you got everybody think about the shit that they're not trying to think about we can get into that again again and this is this will kind of go back to the to the end part of our conversation um where we talk about ooh, we have to talk about leo a bit too so it's great that i mentioned saturn in the fifth house because that will work kind of perfectly in in this conversation um so you know, it's not a very fun planet um, at all. It rules things like discipline, maturity, um, reality checks, integrity, bosses, careers, authority, you know, the the parent that disciplines you, you know, all that shit that you're just like, I don't want to do that. Literally like adulting, like if adulting had a planet, it would be Saturn, right? Um, and so all of the fun things that we kind of run away from, um, and Saturn is really great for saying, ha ha, you're running, but like, I'm going to bring it right back to you. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, leave me alone. At least that's been my experience with Saturn. Um, like if you, you know, you can only run away from responsibility so much until Saturn or like some type of Capricorn placement is like, ah, 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 come, come back, come here, come here and finish this. Um, but yeah, Saturn is not the fun planet at all. Um, and lots of times, you know, it has a, it in traditional astrology, it is known as a malefic planet, malefic meaning, you know, how do I say this without it sounding like terrible? Well, I already used the word mal, which means, you know, bad. Um, but like, you know, having like a kind of uh, crappy effect on wherever it is in your chart. Mars is like that too, but like, it's fine. Um, you'll be okay guys and so one of the really most important kind of parts of that really encompasses all of those different things that I talked about um you know discipline and maturity and this and that and da 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 is that Saturn rules you know they talk about limitations right what does that mean 
Um, fear. Fear is also another Saturn thing. This is really interesting as I kind of break this down. Um, but the limitations of the material world. It is literally the limitations of time. It is all of the limitations um, kind of placed upon us literally just by living on Earth and living on in the 3D world and living on this plane. All of the limitations that being human and being in this society, all of the limitations that that brings to us, right? If we take it a step back and we go to Sagittarius, um, Sagittarius, of course, being very optimistic and like future oriented and bright eyed and just like, wow, like there is so much possibility in this world, right? You know, Cap Sagittarius has had the tendency to be very unrealistic. Nicki Minaj, no shade. Um, kind of this kind of bright eyed, rose colored view of the world, again, ruled by Jupiter, right? And so what Jupiter is, is wow, you know, these are my beliefs. These are the systems and things and the potential that I see for how the world can be. You know what I mean? You think fire, fire is vibrant and bright and just like excited. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, kind of think about it like this, the transition from Sagittarius to Capricorn. Um, A wildfire, uh, mutable fire, uncontrollable, changing, literally just consuming everything that it runs into, right? What would be (laughs) Capricorn season? Capricorn would be like, okay, like, it's cute that you want to burn, but like, we got to put this shit out. Okay, let's, let's put this shit out, right? Let's put out the fire, throw some dirt all over the fucking fire, right? The, what is it called? Flame retardant? All over the fire burn it out and you're like fuck like well we had this we had this and we had this and now there's there's fucking nothing like what the hell you know um in a way you know the transition from Sagittarius to Capricorn is a little bit dream crushing because it's like yo like let's be realistic about what can actually happen let's be realistic about what actually can happen um and to let's be realistic about some of the things that are getting in the way of what you see happening actually happening what are some of the things that the rules and the the you know where you know one thing that jupiter is about it's also about morality and um lawlessness right so there's a very kind of as you know if you know a sagittarius there's a very fine line between um ooh I'll talk about this too. Um a very fine line between you your moral system being one that can empower um empower people and make the world a better place and also another way where your moral code can be well I'd say three ways, right? Where it can do that um and create a really beautiful and amazing utopian society in in the eyes of a Sagittarius, right? Or your moral code can be one that is oppressive um and hypocritical and hurts people. Um it's very funny that of course religion falls under this category of Jupiter <laughs> and this ninth house all types of things, right? We can look very clearly and see that in lots of ways even though 
you know, religion is about having a moral code and a code for society to kind of live by for the greater good of everyone, right? And for the spiritual growth and the progression of everyone and for everyone's connection to God. We can see how people have been marginalized, how people have been enslaved, how people have been oppressed um, by organized religion, not through religion itself, but by people's implications of religion. Religion itself is not bad people are bad (laughs) which is the running theme in like all of this right like people are just fucking trash um and so there's a again a very fine line between that I think we all know like a Sagittarius who like has like a fake moral compass and you're like are you fucking kidding me like you're the biggest hypocrite ever again Nicki Minaj is a really good example of this like what when she brought up when she compared herself to Harriet Tubman the other day that was funny as shit. Um, it's sad, but it's funny as shit. Or when she brings up, like, you know, when she's being attacked and she was wrong and she's like, oh, it's because I'm a woman. It's because I'm a black woman. And it's because da 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 da. And it's like, sis, like, you don't even support other female rappers. Why the fuck are you trying to play this, like, gender card right now? Like, don't even fucking go there. She, you, if you want a one on one on, like, the dark side of Sagittarius, literally just watch Nicki Minaj. And everything that she says and does. Um, A positive example of a Sagittarius, I don't know that. Um, I don't know her. Um, No shade to any of my Sagittarius listeners, but hey, y'all know how you are. And I think another, well, think about who your ruler is, Jupiter, right? Which is Zeus. Zeus was a whore and Zeus was a lot of other really just ridiculous things as well. I'm not trying to say that Sagittarius are whores. Please understand my sense of humor. I'm not trying to attack anyone I love all signs I really do um I just it's just funny we, we have to laugh at ourselves guys we have to laugh at ourselves anyway um not to get too far off of the tangent right and so I think another really good example um of how this energy expresses itself is if you look up um again this is from this this I will reference this person's report that I did for them from uh, from scratch because it was pretty damn good if I if I say so myself um I talked about she was born during Uranus and Sagittarius which was like the um the 80s and um that time really characterizes like the what's happening right now because again that's the time before I was born but that also leads into the time after I was born and kind of till till now right so and it really kind of puts in perspective the political environment that has really kind of and social environment all of those different things have intersections all of those things are incredibly related and how that's kind of led to where we are now and where I talk about us being collectively stuck at Capricorn and when I say we I'm actually talking about the United States because that is the lens through which I understand most of these things and they are made the most clear to me so I do apologize if you are from a different country and you're listening and I can't offer that perspective but you probably can see things about our country from the outside looking in that I'm mentioning and you're like duh like did you guys not see that like we've we've been seeing that um (laughs) which is so funny we are so we literally live in a bubble here until very recently where um technology has really like um changed that which is another thing that we can kind of talk about. Um, so one planet that I will always really mention 
um, is Uranus. Uranus is actually one of my favorite, uh, or Uranus, because that sounds funny, um, of the planets, especially when it comes to generation, generational generational planets. So if you aren't familiar with generational planets, er, let me break this down. So personal planets um, are the ones that, of course, change the most often, right? And are, again, more personal to each person, right? I kind of, in a way, look at personal planets as your toolkit, right? Um, One way that I view astrology is in terms of, you know, lots of people talk about this being like a simulation or a game. If we use that type of framework to explain you know our reality in in quite frankly astrology and actually you know I'm not going to mention this person's name you probably know who they are um he's a freaking dickhead so let me stop um (laughs) there is a, a certain astrologer um who is you know amazingly talented um <laughs> who uh when he talks about astrology, when I did listen to to it or watch his videos or, or listen to him, um, he used this um, this idea of like the the simulation or the game to really explain lots of the different astrological transits and things like that. And at the time, it kind of went over my head, but as my you know understanding of just. I don't know, astrology and everything has kind of shifted. Like, it's been made clear to me why he did that, right? It makes sense. So you can think about your sun sign in a way, being that that's your kind of character that you're using to navigate the experience with as your avatar, right? And um, all of the other personal planets, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, are all kind of tools that you have or kind of settings within yourself that have the different potentials and ways or things that you need to work through this journey right those are the personal planets next we have our social planets these are our planets that are teachers that is jupiter and that is saturn the nicer of the teachers being jupiter we can call jupiter dumbledore if we're talking harry potter right and saturn would of course probably be snake because like fuck him but like oh my gosh like you've been on my side this entire time it's like yes girl I've been on your side this entire time like you know anyway and so you know those are kind of two planets that will constantly really test the way that we utilize these tools um that we have the most often at least since they changed quite often um And of course, the transits of all the other planets is, you know, the personal planets matter as well, because in a way it's kind of like sharpening, you know, if you think of like the tools as like a knife kit, right? We're like sharpening the knives, right? We're making, we're having, broadening our understanding of that part of ourselves by being able to view it and understand it in different ways so that we can embody it the way that it is expressed in our chart to its fullest potential. You literally every single year, not every single year, well, every single year the sun makes every possible aspect, think about this, every possible aspect and challenge to each of the planets that you have. 
you every single year you have a square to your moon you have a trine you have a conjunction you have a sesi quadrant you have a king kung you have you literally are experiencing all of the different types of ways that this part of yourself can be tested and challenged on a very kind of small level right and then of course through your life um on a grander scale um with your two teachers jupiter and saturn you're being kind of tested a little harder right of course the the most important parts and the most important lessons being the return right the jupiter return when jupiter gets back to that sign that it was in when you were first born your saturn return getting back to that point where you were when you know you first um when you first born, right? And the Saturn return, of course, being the one of the most feared of the transits. It's actually crazy. My um my boss is going through he doesn't know that, that I know this, but he's going through his second his second Saturn return. And it's really interesting knowing that and to watch it from the outside looking in like, woo, like you are being tested. Um and of course I don't know him extremely personally, so I can't be like oh, wow, like, I can completely see how this is, like, affecting you, but, like, from the the fact that, like, he, I don't know, runs the, founded the organization that I um, work for, um, that perspective is kind of there, right? And kind of being able to see, like, this is your child, or this is the thing that you have created, and this is what's happening to that, and that's how it's impacting you, and some of the lessons that you have to learn about structure and authority, and da-da-da-da, it's very interesting, to watch on someone to experience is probably just a whole nother thing um but we'll get there in like six years or so maybe this podcast will still be around maybe it won't we'll see um you know in the jupiter return of course that's something that people experience a little more often i'm currently experiencing my jupiter return and um um it's kind of you know, it's both positive and negative because Jupiter isn't only just like about luck and like, wow, like this is where I can go and this is the future and all of the things that I can do. But it's also like, here's, let me just blow up all of the problems related to this thing <laughs> that you're trying to work towards, right? Like, you know, Jupiter is expanding. Like, it's not just about the good shit it also just makes shit bigger right so whether that's a good thing or a bad thing a positive thing that's being made bigger or a negative thing that's being made bigger it's just becoming bigger um and so all the planets after that so uranus neptune pluto um are our generational planets because of course they stay in signs a little longer a lot longer than all of the other ones do And so back in the 80s, we experienced our Uranus and Sagittarius um, transit. I might need to pull this up. And so what that looked like in America in terms of the political landscape. Sorry, I'm like looking it up and finding it as I talk to you guys. Oh, it's not working. Oh, there it is. I'm probably just going to read exactly what I wrote because it was good. Um, Uranus in Sagittarius. Yes, generationally, there is a theme of revolutionary change and social movements centered around transforming beliefs and morals. 
The theme for this generation has been a shift away from traditions and conformity of church. We also see an overall theme of extremism in religion, morality, and belief systems. During this time we or period, we see the rise of the Christian right and evangelicalism, as well as the evolution of the strat- Southern strategy movement. So if anyone is familiar with, you know, what's kind of happening right now politically, we know that a lot of the... Um, and I only bring up politics because that's what I studied in school. <laughs> and so that's what I'm most familiar with. Like, if I could talk about this through, like, the lens of fashion, which would actually be really awesome, or, like, through, like, the lens of music, um, that would be cool, too. But I feel like what most of us can relate to is, like, what's happening in our country politically. Which is, if you're ever wondering, like, why does she keep bringing up politics? Like, why? Like, that is the, a very easy way to understand what's happening um, astrologically. Um, and so the Southern Strategy Movement is kind of when that time period where they changed the language around how we were talking about things, right? Things became a lot more, a lot more racial things became coded, you know, the use of like coded language to talk about minorities um, and other groups of people um, to really access that kind of, again, that right-wing group. We, We definitely kind of, you know, that's where we see that there's like this fake, um the word is not overt what is the opposite of overt uh 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 overt overt opposite is no antonyms um underhanded that's a decent word um we'll just use that Right, where this kind of underhanded way of like pretending like, oh, we're not racist, we're not classist, or we're not whatever. We're just using these words to describe these things to reach out to these voters that just happen to also be very racist and fucked up just like we are, right? And so that's kind of where we saw that. Um, I think a really good um, documentary that kind of talks about that a little bit in terms of the prison industrial complex which actually has a lot to do with this transit too um is um 13 if you haven't watched it before wow why did my screen go blank um let's see Right. We also see a rise, the rise of crack cocaine, poverty and violence in major cities in the United States, an era of time characterized by high standards for collective social norms and behaviors to counter the existing chaotic climate and perceived lawlessness. Right. So this is when New York was like, um, I think New York was about to file bankruptcy. Right. Um, and this was a time where, um, you know, it, this is like when New York was like New York, like not this millennial shit that we're fucking familiar with, where there's like Brooklyn, it has freaking, you know, gentrified as specialty mayo shops and shit. Like we're talking New York, like when most people are like, I'm from New York, like they're talking about this New York where it's dirty as fuck. If you've ever watched, um, Oh, what was that show that was canceled? Um, it was on, it was a Netflix show again. Um, and it was like the people in the seventies and like Shaquille, is that? Yeah. Shaquille Moore, whatever his name is. He's really fine. Dark skinned dude. Um, 
he was on it and they were like were they like break dancers or something you know what I'm talking about I feel like you probably know what I'm talking about but like that type of New York where it's like dangerous as fuck you know what I mean um and so during that time they're being like again using this kind of southern strategy and this you know the way that we were able to kind of mobilize you know the the you know right wing white right white right wing (laughs) republicans are like far right people to really be like yo like look this is out of control like people are on drugs like send people to freaking jail like you know what i mean like they're where the way that we and again another jupiter jupiter thing is that thing of extremism right so like let's send people to freaking jail separating and destroying families especially black families right at this time and we really just see kind of like this destruction um, of, you know, people's lives and people's families, not only just because they're separating families, but also because of drugs. And also we see this kind of extremism and this kind of polarization of our country. And honestly, to a certain extent, we see our country move a little bit more to a more conservative kind of leaning and that will kind of shape the next thing that we talk about right a kind of more conservative leaning of our country because it's like yo like people are like people are fucking poor like our cities are dangerous like you know people are on drugs like what the fuck are we gonna do you know what I mean and so we see that, you know, that response. Um, and also when we look at Uranus, it also kind of speaks to the technology that's kind of being created or the conversations that are being had. So many advances in science and technologies that set the precedent for the 21st century technology world, right? So if we look at the the 80s and we see like that's when the cell phone emerged and like laptops and like Mac, comp- you know what I mean? Like all of that shit that is like so instrumental in our society now all of the ideas and the ways that we you know the possibilities of those things began to exist during the 80s right and so you know and those ideas become more sharper and precise and are kind of tailored and you know what I mean in the following decades after that right like there the thing about Jupiter um is like the it you know the the phrase the sky's the limit really puts Jupiter in perspective right but it also doesn't because it's a fire sign right it doesn't necessarily have the attention to detail or the wherewithal to really create and formulate something to its best form right we go from fire to water right we end at water Right. And so there is a in terms of the the order that the signs go in. I don't even want to say end because, of course, it's a cycle, Um, but it goes earth. I'm sorry, fire, earth, air, water. And there is something that each of those things kind of adds to the way that something exists again to kind of fine tune it and make it better. Right. It's a response to the sign before it. So it's like, okay, you did this. Let me pick it up here and add this to it. And so finishing, you know, this, so, you know, um, lots of movies centered around the future and the possibilities of the world with robots and science. So like in terms of more, in terms of morality, like back to the future, to counter that example, we have the lawlessness and arrogance of humans that leads to the creation of a dis, 
dystopic cyber wasteland and terminator that that again that thing that i was talking about earlier when we can use our ideas of like the possibilities of society as a way to benefit all of us right or we can use it in a way that really kind of creates dysfunction and extremism which is those both of those examples kind of show that um, this generation is characterized by its orientation towards the future, learning spiritual lesson through the issues of morality and f- philosophy of how society should and can function. An overall sense of optimism, optimism and idealism for a better world was a driving fi- force behind social awareness, viewing societal change as a possibility for us to be more tolerant of each other. Spiritual awareness is viewed and experienced as an adventure. Um, we will revisit these themes when Jupiter enters Sagittarius in November. So that's what I wrote there. Um, And so what is the progression of that? Um, So we see that who was the president during that time? I think it was Jimmy. We go from Reagan, boo, um, to Jimmy Carter. Let me get my Gerald Ford. Presidents. It's so funny, like, I literally will just sit on here and, like, Google stuff because, like, the internet is, like, undefeated. Um, Imagine me trying to do this, like... I am so annoyed. Some, like, random freaking um, number, like, called me, like, while I'm, like, mid-thought, like, mid-recording, which is, like, the most annoying thing on this earth. (laughs) Ugh. Wow, looking through this list, did you guys know that many of our presidents are Pisces and literally all these people are born on the same day? There has to be some sort of conspiracy. I'm literally looking. We have so many. Never mind. That was stupid. No, they entered office the same day. I'm so dumb. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Lots of people entered office on March 4th. I wonder what's really important about that day. Interesting. Do the numerology on that hoe. So we had Nixon. Then it was Gerald Ford. Then it was Jimmy Carter. Then it was... Ah, okay. Here we go. This makes more sense. So we had Ronald Reagan, and then Ronald Reagan was the president for most of the um, Uranus and Sagittarius. And then we have George H.W. Bush, who was president. And then we had Bill Clinton. So during this time and this transition, we see that we, the answer to this idealism and this optimism and this desire to have a more safe and kind of secure and, you know, utopian society or the, you know, the advancement in terms of like what we should be doing shifts from, shifts into one that again is more conservative. Again, we're putting out the fire. You know what I mean? This is the, um, flame retardant. Uranus and Capricorn. Uranus doesn't, you know, we are experiencing Uranus in an earth sign right now. That really doesn't make too much sense, right? Uranus is very um, erratic and unpredictable. Um, And I feel like in some of these signs that it occupies, it 
can really turn, especially in earth signs, that can be taken to a level of extremism that really kind of shakes the foundation and the, the kind of core of like how our how we how our world exists for us it's not even in terms of just the ideas of how the world is it's but like how it actually fucking is right so like the last time we experienced uranus and taurus um was world war two um and as we all know the world was literally in a fucking disarray not that it hasn't been before but it especially was during that time right where we see that there was the holocaust and this literally worldwide way that we ignored um you know a problem that was literally just like festering for decades and decades when we saw that jews were being um you know, if this was one of the most interesting things that I learned and I find very extremely, you know, ironic given the way that, you know, we view Jewish people in Judaism now, um, in terms of, you know, the well, you know, I you know, the respect and, you know, kind of I guess obligation the world kind of feels towards making sure that this does not happen again. But literally Like, it's just not work. Like, I'm sorry, I got like a work email and it kind of distracted me. You know, like there's not a, the, if you look at the history kind of leading up to that, we could see that, you know, Jewish people understood that their presence in Europe was not being accepted the way that it should have. And lots of times they were going to other countries to kind of seek asylum. Yo, and this shit is happening right now too when it comes to Muslim people, right? They're seeking asylum in another country to escape from, you know, all of these things that are happening to them and the their way of life and the way that they exist in the world literally turning a blind eye to them. You know, even in the fucking United States, like we, you know, I think we already know the history within the United States, especially within groups of, um, within white people, you know, there being the, you know, the division between like Italians and Irish and, you know, like those divisions within that, you know, that racial group, that being something that's very kind of like, you know, a theme that we see, you know, throughout history, but like kind of like that that thing right and so you know to the point where it gets where millions of people are being fucking exterminated and now it's like oh but oh my like we have to do something about it and it's like yo like where were you when (laughs) people were like this is getting out of control like we need a place to go we need to be safe and it's really funny that Uranus is in Taurus again and this exact same thing is happening. This shit is happening in Palestine. This shit is happening in fucking Yemen and fucking Syria where we see people's countries just being bombed into a fucking oblivion like it's fucking nothing. And people trying to find and seek asylum in countries to really just reestablish that sense of normalcy in their life. And people are just trying to fucking live. And uh, these Western countries have the nerve, the people who live in these countries who are literally the exact reason why people are in these situations have the nerve to be like, you're not allowed in our country because you might be a fucking terrorist or you people are this and you people are that. And it's just like, are you 
you know, again, history repeating itself again. And so we'll see. I'm so sorry. There's so many tangents. (laughs) We'll see when Uranus re-enters Taurus in March of next year exactly what the fuck is going to happen. Because the seven years following that, I think we will really see the situation that's happening in the Middle East really start to escalate um, and possibly turn into another war that our country is in. Um, And that will be very interesting to kind of see. And it will be interesting to see if the lessons are learned. I have hope, but again, we'll see. Um, Moving back to what I was saying earlier about Uranus and Capricorn. So when lots of people, at least people who are listening to this were born, um, that was a time where we see you know, George W. George H.W. Bush was president, right? So again, this kind of more conservative leaning values of our country um, kind of begins to strengthen. Um, and we can even see across the board, even, even, you know, so across all kind of, you know, socioeconomic groups, there being a kind of lean towards conservatism because people are tired of there being crime, you know? So what is the practical approach that we're gonna apply to making this amazing society that we want? What is the change and transformation that we need, right? We need to tighten up, you know what I mean? That was kind of what was thought. And so during this time, you know, Saturn ruling, you know, the business industry and like careers and different things like that, we see that that is kind of the shift that our country kind of goes towards. And I'm not going to say that this is the exact pinpoint of the time that this happened. But during, you know, we begin to see that, you know, with like privatized prisons and, you know, all of those different things and the prison industrial complex and how it is literally this kind of partnership between you know, government and business um, in terms of how it's run. And we, at this time, begin to see the shift in the way that, again, Uranus is also the collective, the way that our country begins to operate and the way that our government begins to operate in terms of the standards of food and, you know, all of those different things and all of those limitations, you know, all of the different industries sectors and systems and what's the word i'm looking institutions that exist within our world um and exist in terms of you know a capricorn saturn is government that is the government area of the of your chart the 10th house all of those things all of the are kind of our place in the world begins to be shaped and molded and kind of transformed um, based on the interest of business. And this is not something that's new, right? We, again, we kind of see this thing kind of start, you know, during 50s and 60s during, you know, uh, my timing may be wrong, but, you know, great migration kind of things and like, the auto industry and this and that and you know in time we begin to see that you know branding and you know the way that like the role and the influence that businesses have in government slowly begins to really increase in a way that not isn't necessary isn't you know 
there will always kind of be the commodification of something, right? That's just the nature of, unfortunately, of the way of the capitalist system. Again, Saturn and, and you, Saturn is also a capitalism too. So because of the nature of this system, that's something that's going to kind of exist. But we see this kind of intense, um, you know, basically our government being bought out by business. And I feel like that's something that's become you know, lately we see that so often where we're like, well, you know, with the Dakota Pipeline and um, Monsanto and all of these other brands that really are just like ruining (laughs) the way that, you know, kind of the way that we're able to exist. And in some facet, it is, it it is hurting, um, hurting us physically and hurting the way that we're able to kind of exist on exist in the in the world right um and kind of the fabric of our country because the interests don't become about the people the interests become about the business right um and so that is kind of the theme that carries on in terms of uranus and capricorn and even that conjunction right and so as i've mentioned before uranus and neptune because they move a little faster than pluto does in terms of the really big lessons that we're all to understand all of those things are kind of really brought to light and put it in a I'm not going to say they're put under a microscope um they're made very evident um and lots of times but again because we live in the structure and because we live in the system we live within the rules and the parameters of the institutions because we live within these limitations it makes it very difficult for us to see and understand where we have ourselves fucked up and that's where Pluto comes in and so we're at this turning point um, where we are working through this Capricorn energy right now Whew. it's the timing on this is literally insane like who like right now we have Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. Um, Is there something? Well, Mars is retrograde and it just went back into Capricorn. And I don't think it's going to get up close to Pluto. But, you know, um, it will be in a kind of in a loose conjunction with with Pluto. Pluto is going to be retrograde until I believe the end of... um, Capricorn that will be a whole nother until the end of uh, September that will be a whole nother episode um where I talk about all of the about this terrible summer that we all well not like terrible but it was very reflective summer which can be kind of annoying um so we're going through again this Pluto in Capricorn transit um and the United States is going to be experiencing its um Pluto return And so as we can see in the mainstream and in like, you know, in the news, and I would even say since I can only speak in terms of when, uh, you know, what initiated my spiritual journey, which was, you know, Trayvon Martin back in 2011, 2012, um, at that moment, um, there was a kind of activation or awakening 
um, of lots of people on this earth, especially black people, um, which is why you see that there is an abundance of like, <laughs> um, spiritual communities that are occupied by black people. I feel like that was something that really kind of shook and awoken um, so many of us, um, myself included, um, or at least served as a catalyst of that journey and that need to kind of understand what the fuck is happening on this earth right now and what it is that we need to do. And so when that kind of happened, of course, that has kind of kickstarted this almost now how many years say this six year period granted this movement has always been something that has existed but really amped up the way that we look at social justice in this country which is a very again uranian and also a very aquarian thing as well right where we're looking at what is wrong what is this is the structure and this is the way that it exists but what is it that we can do next and what else needs to be done right? How can we solve this thing? How can the society can be better? You know, we can change, we can be innovative, we can create, we can make a world that benefits us all collectively is the kind of Aquarian idea, right? Which comes after Capricorn, right? And so we're kind of at the, again, checking my words, the precipice yes yay i'm one of those people who checks a word to make sure that i'm using it correctly before i sound like an idiot um but precipice the brink um of this really big and profound transition um from capricorn to aquarius during the age of aquarius which is even doper right um where we are really again the foundation of our world and the way that we look and feel these structures. I kind of talked about this in the la- at the end of the last episode, but the way that we, you know, in terms of how hard it can be for lots of Capricorns because they literally feel like the thing that they were incarnated to like protect and like propel is like being destroyed, <laughs> which can make it very difficult, right? And so it's like, holy shit like what am I gonna do right now like the structure is being destroyed like the way that we do things and the way that I know the world and society and the structure as I know it is being like shaken and even to a certain extent like ripped apart and destroyed because that's what Uranus does right it destroys shit um and so seeing and 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 knowing that um we're working in a place where we can take the lessons that we have seen in our downfalls and I think to a certain extent we can kind of see that that's happening again you know I talked about the prison industrial complex a little bit which is a really big again Uranus and Sag and Uranus and Capricorn transit or a thing related to that transit those two transits um you know we saw 13 came out so like really exposing and showing the truth of all of these different things and the ways that honestly we have hurt um the ways that we've been hurting each other in the society you know it's a lot more common now for people to be like yo fuck these businesses 
fuck, you know, commodification, fuck capitalism, you know what I mean? Like, that is, you know, there is, like, a rise of, like, even, like, people who, or I'm not even going to say a rise, but a re-resurgence of people who identify with, you know, socialism and, like, destroying capitalism. In 2012, also, I think that's when the North Node was in Libra, we saw... Um, or even 2014, I'm not sure, we saw the kickstart of the, you know, Libra is um, ruled by Venus, right? So it is the application of, or the idea or concept of femininity, right? And so that, in a way, rules feminism. So we saw with North Node in Libra, um, the resurgence of the feminist movement, right? I think it's either the, I think maybe the fourth wave of, fem- I don't want to be wrong, the fourth wave of feminism which is a lot more aggressive (laughs) I I don't want to I could be wrong um but it's very um different um of course from all of the other ones or all the all of the other kind of feminist movements that we've kind of seen and Jupiter and Libra definitely really kind of like echoed um in the year before last so 2000 2016 to 2000 17 yes um really again echoed and expanded and grew and blew up and magnified lots of things regarding women's issues right and then of course it was been taken a step further by Jupiter and Jupiter is also about the law system and justice right and so then we've been seeing you know the me too movement and all of these different things that have kind of spun out or kind of like jumped out into our field of awareness um as we're working through this latest transit which is Pluto and Capricorn so you know I feel like I had a tangent from this but Uranus and um Neptune kind of go through and show you and reveal to you all of the lessons right and then and to a certain extent doing what it can to doing what they can to kind of change or to to you know destroy or dissolve some of the things associated with that but the most potent force right the thing that we're all working towards is Pluto where Pluto really is you know it's the final planet if they even still consider it a planet or not um the final frontier in terms of our development where it's like what the fuck are remember I was talking about alchemy before how are we going to use this thing how are we going to use these lessons in our understanding of the structure that we have created and the systems that we have where are the harmful patterns that exist within it and how the fuck are we going to heal um heal these things so that we can move past them not only for each individual person for the the betterment of the system but you know but for the betterment of society right because that's what's next because again each sign being a response to the previous one we can say that hindsight is 2020 right so aquarius looking back and saying okay you know we I understand like there needs to be a system there needs to be some type of institution or something that needs to exist in order for us to you know exist as a people I guess or for this 
society to kind of exist but like what ways can we do it better so that everyone is good you know what I mean so that people aren't hurt and people aren't kind of left out right and so the thing as we work towards Pluto and Aquarius which is in 2025 I believe so we have about seven more years of Pluto in um, Capricorn so this next seven years is about to be whoo it's about to be tough, um, not only for the world, but for our country, because again, that Pluto return, um, we really have to work through and all of these demons and, you know, all the, you know, skeletons in the closet are, are kind of coming out and we're given the opportunity to work through them and heal and right some of the wrongs that we have. Um, and of course, we see that that is being met with the most, um, the most opposition ever, right? Um, but I think the the phrase is, you know, before it gets better, it got it's, it has to get worse, right? Um, and so, you know people it's really funny when people are like oh my gosh like it's 2012 who it is not 2012 it's 2018 like why do people still hate each other like why are people still acting like why it's like this has been here it's not worse than it was before it is exactly the same it is our us coming into a time where the awareness we needed to have of it is now like the time is now to really understand and see and internalize some of these things. And so we're stuck at a point because the thing about Pluto is that we have the, and I say this and again in terms of our planet, our, not our planet, our country, the United States, having its Pluto return, we are given two opportunities. And this is the point with um, which we come to learn in our own personal birth charts when terms of embodying the qualities of a particular sign and a particular planet in a particular sign, you are given the opportunity to develop it to its best potential, or you can regress and use it in a way that is harmful, right? Or in its darker form. And so that is the place that we're arriving at as a country where it's like, are we going to do right by each other and undo harms caused by this system um or are we going to continue to let this issue fester um and ultimately lead to the destruction um of our society um and the way of life that we have as as we know it which is really kind of intense and scary but it's what's happening and that is the choice that we'll have to kind of come to And so the date of our Pluto return, Pluto return, you know, and I really encourage you guys to look up the, it's in 2020. I read a pretty, there are lots of pretty good, decent articles about it. Um, Let me, and someone even like did um uh they even analyzed the um what's it called analyzed the birth chart um so this one i have is from astrology by dulce 
okay, Dulce. It's called The Next Four Years, America After the Next President. And so this article was written in 2016. Um, And I'm just going to read a portion of it. Um, The nation is experiencing a number of direct planetary transits that are activating latent energies and patterns intrinsic to it. Use the Sibley chart. Bloop, 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 bloop. Folks, this is a lot. If the USA were a person, I'd be taking talking seriously with him or her. In a nutshell, what you've been sensing is true. We're in a time of great and incredible tension. This is a karmic test. It is a real test, a test of our incredit our integrity as exhibited by our natural Saturn exalted in ethical Libra. This test involves who we choose as our leader. Girl, and we have failed already. So <laughs> let me stop but like yeah like it's serious like and so I say collectively stuck because I feel like there is a again Capricorn and Saturn being a more conservative in nature and we knowing the way that people are acting right now people have lost it I'm not gonna say they've lost their motherfucking minds because they've never had them to begin with I'm not even gonna say that you know everyone thinks differently I'm rolling my eyes as I say that, but it's true. Um, And so we see how strong and how, you know, strong in in terms of their, um, the expression of their beliefs, um, lots of conservative republic, far right, these far right people, how strong their resolve is. And it is literally because the thing that rules their form of thinking and you know existing in this world is literally being shaken up and they know that this shit either is going to fucking end because it has to end and we're going to do better and we're going to change which is what Aquarius is all about everyone loves change right um or it's going to literally kind of like self-destruct and we will literally just destroy ourselves as a country because of our refusal to like kind of work through this thing which is why you see that you know just why 45 was elected which is why you know all of these different things right and so it's really insane when you think about it and what's even funnier like if you're like talking to someone and they're like yo man like in seven years like some wild shit is gonna happen in the U.S. like and it's like you know, to hear that is one thing, but to understand it, like, kind of, like, in an astrological sense is another where you're, like, holy shit, like, I see where this person got their knowledge and their information from. You know, this shit is, you know, in a way written in the stars. So I'm going to stop right there. This episode is long, but it is good and it is informative. <laughs> if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at youwomanyou. Again, readings available. Uh, DM me. I can send you my prices and things like that. I'm still working on my website. Lots of branding shifts and changes will be kind of happening during Virgo season because Virgo season is fucking phenomenal. But we'll talk about that in another episode as well as this summer that we have had. That will probably also be the Virgo season episode because like there's just so much to talk about, right? And the summer isn't even over. Um, yeah, and 
share this if you love it with somebody um, so that they can love it too. Uh, I haven't re-listened to the episode because clearly I'm still recording it right now, but it's pretty decent in my personal opinion. I hope you liked it. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it. Um, Yeah, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.